welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. And it gives me great pleasure now to present Paul O'Many, Toastmasters, listeners and friends, and even would-be Toastmasters, of which we have some listening also. Paul is going to talk to us about poets help Toastmasters. Over to you, Paul. I liked to walk in the river meadows, in the thick of the dew and the morning shadows, at the edge of the woods, in a deep defile at peace with myself in the first sunshine. There are the first four lines of the translation of The Midnight Court by Brian Merriman, a poem. Have you ever had a poet at one of your club meetings? Have you ever had a poet at your district conference? Has a poet ever opened the international convention? Certainly a poet starred during the inauguration of Joe Biden and became one of the greatest talking points afterwards. Why on earth is poetry worth having at a meeting? That's what I'd like to say a few words with you. And what uh, began my quest to find out why poetry mattered was a meeting I went to when I was an area director in Middleton Club in Cork. I went along. I had absolutely no idea what this club meeting was going to be like. And uh, practically the first item on the agenda was a person who came up and read a poem. And it turned out that Middleton Club had a slot at every meeting at which person would read a poem. It wasn't evaluated, but it was an interesting difference. Some clubs have joke masters. This club had poet. And then, to my great surprise, I opened the most recent edition of Toastmaster magazine. Now, I'm a bit prejudiced, I better declare. I write poetry myself. There, there was high praise for a club in Dublin, Ireland, east coast of Ireland, called Dunleary, Dunleary Toastmasters. And apparently that club has a slot at every meeting for a poet master. And there's a reference to one of their members, a chap called Carl Walsh who hasn't been a member in Toastmasters very long. I've done a little bit of research to find out who he is. I've looked on the club Facebook page, and I know that he won the most improved Toastmaster in that club in the year 2019-2020. So this is a really bright cookie, this man, I would guess. And I so happen to have with me today somebody who can give me a snippet of the inside story about uh, Dunleary Toastmasters. I so happen to have, by accident, a member of that club here. So I'm going to ask Pat Caslin a leading question. Pat Caslin, have you ever been a poet master in Dunleary Club? And if you have, what poem did you read and why did you read it? I have. And the poem I read was Robert Frost's poem, which I love. Um, which is um, the 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 the, um, the two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller. Long I stood and looked on one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. 
and so on. It's a superb poem because, and I like it for, for the last stanza, I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages, hence two roads diverge in the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And I feel like that in my own career, and that poem speaks to me. Let me just return then, Pat, to the question, why did you read it at the beginning of a Toastmasters Club meeting? We read a poem, we have somebody read a poem at the beginning of every meeting, and it is a fantastic way for new members to practice vocal variety, to bring something of themselves that allows them to express something that they like in front of other members and to get themselves speaking. And it also enlightens us. And what we do is we put the poem into the chat afterwards so that people can take it away. And we've had some fantastic poems that I've learned a lot from. And it's a wonderful way to get people speaking. The article by Jennifer Blank, who's a distinguished Toastmaster who frequently writes in the Toastmaster magazine, points out a number of reasons why poetry is relevant to speaking in Toastmasters. The most obvious one I'd have thought of is that it alerts everybody in the room to the fact that words count, every single word counts, because poets, if they're any good at all, deliberately choose the words that they use and deliberately cut out cliches and extraneous words, and they basically sculpt the first draft of the poem down to be something concise and precise. And if you have somebody read a poem at the beginning of a meeting, it puts a certain air of attention into the meeting. Now, Jennifer says that the role of a having a poet master is to have an influence on the what happens at the beginning of the meeting, to provide an upper beat and a reflective start to the meeting. You're immediately in the presence of language which is more arresting, more involving than the ordinary chatter you'd have with somebody at a bus stop or in a pub or, you know, chatting with your mates. The, the language is all very, uh, there are powerful phrases used in there. And indeed, that uh, gives everybody in the room an opportunity to think, wow, my language better be unsung this week. Also, the language can be evocative and rich, but also the language operates at two different levels when a poet's involved. One is the concrete, like I wandered lonely as a cloud. I wandered lonely as a cloud is a guy walking by himself, looking up in the sky and sees a cloud and a cloud is lonely. Bit of an odd word to use about a cloud, some might say, but it means that it's there by itself. Fair enough. But is that what William Wordsworth actually, is that all Wordsworth was saying when he said, I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high or vales and hills? No, he was inviting people into a meditative state where it was possible for the imagination to flourish and for the mood of the individual to change. That was achieved by a poet because that's what poets do. The piece of poetry I read a minute ago began with, I like to walk in the river meadows. Well, so what? I like to buy ice cream on Thursdays. I like to walk in the river meadows. There's a huge difference between I like to buy ice creams on Thursdays, written by somebody who isn't a poet, and somebody who says, I like to buy ice creams on Thursdays, who is a poet. Because the whole we all know already, 
that poetic language operates at the concrete level and at the metaphorical level. Also, poetry gives people an example of different rhetorical devices that are used by great speakers. Any poem you really read, you'll find that some device is being used by the poet to hold the attention of the reader. Also, you will find that if you write poetry yourself, you're going to become a much better speech writer because when you write a poem, you cut out everything that you don't need. And if you're going to write a speech that's going to have impact, you better cut out everything you don't need. Uh, there's a phrase used among poets that we must murder our children. That is to do with the fact that poets often get phrases and sentences that they fall in love with. They love them. They think they're great. When you work on the poem, you decide, well, that's a great phrase, but it doesn't work in this particular poem. So you murder it. You get rid of it. You might even feel sad. And that's the same thing in relation to making a speech. You might very well have this very fancy expression that you think is, oh, that's really good. No one will ever have said that before. And then you come back to the key question, what's the purpose of your speech? Is it to impress people with your language or is it to move them to action? And when you start asking yourself about the difference between impressing an audience and moving an audience, then you really do enter into the world that poets inhabit all the time. Paul, can I come in there, please? Just want to add my own Tuppence work. You referenced the inauguration of President Biden and that lady who gave that poem that day and who gave those wonderful words, Amanda Gorman. And she was the poet, the youth poet laureate in America when she was 18 years of age. She's 22 years of age now. But I think one line from that particular poem of many fantastic lines, we lay down our arms so we may reach out our arms to others. There's a fine example of a line that a poet will write engaging in wordplay and getting people to listen closely to what has been said. The other um, advantage of having a, somebody read a poem at the start of the meeting is that if the person reads the poem aloud and in the spirit of the poem, there will be a rhythm, there will be a cadence. And once you bring rhythm and cadence into a room, what effect is it going to have on all the other people who are going to speak? It's giving an example of how rhythm and cadence matters how the, the rise and fall of sentences make a difference. Some people are learning the rhythm of language and how it works in terms, and this is often called vocal variety. But vocal variety is what every poet has to put into every poem if they're serious, because you, it's very unlikely that a poet will write a poem without reading it out loud to themselves and feeling what, it, what it's like to come out of their mouth. Pat, in your experience in Dunleary, is the reading, has the reading of a poet, has, much, has it had much influence on what happens subsequently during the meeting? Or is it just simply a way of giving a person uh, a bit of self-confidence by just reading something out? No, I think it picks up on the, it's picked up the theme of the poem or the, 
the, the, the, the, the purpose of the poem is very often picked up in the speeches, in the table topics, and in the comments that come afterwards. So it does set a keynote at the beginning or, um, or, or, or a note um, that sets the tone or the tune for the meeting. And I see that picked up all the time. And I'm particularly on general evaluation when I'm evaluating, I would try and bring the poem and the themes that flow from it or that are referred to in the topics and in the speeches into that because it does provide some sort of unifying theme. Though we don't do themes meeting, themed meetings, it does do that. And it's inspiring. It certainly provides a challenge to everybody to produce language that is as rich as the poet's language. And a poet will describe something in particular words. Hopefully a speaker will do the same thing. In poetry, language is used to imply meanings, whereas in prose, language is used to mean what it says. So poetry is much more evocative because it asks you to think about what the poet might be thinking about rather than telling you in concrete language what he's actually saying. So here's to the poet masters. Ted Melanfi, you would like to finish the... the I was just going, no, Paul, sorry about that. I was just going to bring segmentary to a very happy conclusion with those wise words of Pat. Uh, Pat, what I will say is I think we should carry on this conversation tomorrow. So come back to us tomorrow to hear more about poetry. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.